0: So we haven't done this um, since before the trade deadline, right? Correct. Yeah. So I was thinking about doing it, not not doing it differently, but i I want to hone I want to hone our categories a little bit, if it's okay with you. Sure. In what or, way? Or hone our, our tiers, I should say. So we've been doing like you know, sometimes we have six tiers, sometimes we might have seven tiers, sometimes. I want to, and I'm gonna. We're gonna. I might. I I'm thinking about it. I might want to switch it up again before next time when we do our final ones before going into the playoffs, but I'm thinking about basically, okay, what's happened in the season already has happened. It, what's done is done. A lot has changed since the beginning of the season. A lot has changed in the last month of the season. And I think we are at the point now where we could begin to say, okay, who are our contenders? Who are our pretenders? And who are our teams that are completely out of it? And while I thought about doing, just break, try, trying to break everybody into into three tiers, I do want to have two, let's call them purgatories. Ah, uh, a purgatory fourth between, tier. Uh, well, no, two. One between our contenders and pretenders and one between our pretenders and our, can we think of a name for that rhymes with contender and pretender? Uh, offenders offenders wow there you go that rhymes enough there you go i I like it rhymes with pretender and
1: contender Uh, enough it it rhymes enough with it yeah you have to have the like pretender the t comes into play where it has to rhyme
0: but tender contender of uh it's okay it, it rhymes enough yes i i
1: it rhymes enough where the ender is where we're going with this we i digress i like the tiers you've come up with, I think I was going to ask you this before we started. I feel like we've actually struggled with what the definition of the power rankings are for most well, of this year. That's exactly why I thought of this. So it's good that you, you did think of it. And I went ahead and did a, a 30 of my own for once. Now I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to like interject on like, here's your one, my one it's, we're not going to do it that way. I just wanted to see what mine would look like. Okay. And I think the point in the season that we're at right now is more of a we've had a big enough sample size and we've seen what rosters now look like, and it's more of we, we can now get to the point of like game game sevens, who's the most likely to win like the last game of the season is more yeah. I went with this. Like this is now. A championship power ranking based off of what you've done so far, what your roster looks like, the injury health of your team, which is where like there's one obvious one whose roster has changed significantly that the Knicks may be playing tonight that should rank really high, but they may not necessarily be number one for me and might be for you the point is i think we're at the point in the season where your power rankings can reflect who's going to win the championship if not them here's number 2 if not them here's
0: number 3 and so on and so forth and yes completely agree with that i i the one thing i will say and this was really the impetus towards creating the uh the, the purgatory tiers mm-hmm. um I'm, now I'm trying to think of a word, and yet another word that rhymes that rhymes for instead of purgatory. I'll keep dwelling on that um, because I I think that there are there are teams out there, and this more applies to the between like the contenders and pretenders than than the other part. But who right now you like based on the season that they've had and based on how they're playing right now, you cannot in good conscience put them in the top tier. But I want to keep them there because basically, in my mind, if you are not in that second tier, that, that first purgatory tier, I don't believe you can win the championship. And I don't believe there's anything that could happen that could like get you there. So um, I do want to have that little extra space to have that discussion about those teams. With all that being said, um, I think you already gave away the, the opening. You said, mm-hmm. who, you said who my top team is.
1: I, I figured you were going to put Philly. You hinted at it in, in the pod with Jeremy, that what your, who your new favorite
0: is. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. Well, my thoughts on, I mean, look, uh, they haven't played a whole lot of games with this unit. And quite frankly, I don't too. even think it matters too much with, mm-hmm. with what they do from now until the end of the regular season. I don't see a team out there that can beat this version of the Sixers if this version of the Sixers is healthy. A and properly motivated, I have zero questions about their motivation. Based on based purely on the fact that like when Harden first gets someplace, he's gonna like th- he's gonna give it his all. Like this is where he wanted to go. Um, he's back with his guy with with Daryl Morey. He gets to play now with Joel Embiid, who is you could argue his ideal partner in crime. Um, and the only question is injury and listen, Joel Embiid is, is is not hurt right now. And uh, I don't think there's any reason for me to sit here and be like, well, I can't put them number one because Joel Embiid could fall awkwardly like he did against the Knicks the other day. And maybe one time he he doesn't get up. That's not enough of a reason for me. And I don't see any team that I can in good conscience be like, no, I like that team over the Sixers in a seven-game series. I just don't see the team. Um and the only team that I can, and the best argument that I can come up with for a team, if said team is fully healthy, um, no, nah, I won't go there yet. No, because that's not even true. I, I really, I just don't see an obvious team. I don't see an obvious team, so they're my number one.
1: So here's where I go rogue here and mm-hmm. do something that is very off-brand. Yeah, I've built a couple brands on these Patreon pods, right? You have very, very pro Warriors. You know, yeah. very pro Clay Thompson. Uh, Very anti Miami heat. Yeah. And right now I have the Miami heat as my number one team in the power rankings is where I would, they're a team I actually think could put a fight up against the Sixers in a seven game series. You know, Uh,
0: here's my issue with that. I think when, when push comes to shove and, and God, how many, how many talking sports heads have said what I'm about to say over the course of, I don't know how many decades, but like last five minutes of a close game, you need a guy who's going to get you a shot. Mm -hmm. And to me, the Sixers have two of the best or get you a bucket. Um, They have, I, I think you could argue the guy who is right now today, the best there is at that in Joel Embiid. And then they have another guy who I was, I stopped myself. I was like, they have two of the top five. Well, if you go back through James Harden's playoff history, they don't have two of the top five. No, they they don't. No, they don't. James Harden has not exactly had an illustrious history of of, uh, coming up big with big moments or big buckets in big moments. That said, this may be crazy of me. I am still willing to give him the benefit of the doubt where that is concerned, purely because we have never seen him with a guy as good as Joel Embiid, other than last season with Durant, and he was not fully healthy. So if again if Harden is healthy I'm still going to give the Sixers the edge in that category. I I get why
1: you're doing it and I don't like it's not a crazy take after the first two games we've seen them play in I just like Benji pointed this out in one of the threads he put he it wasn't an official Knicks film thread but he just rewatched the the Sixers game after all of us and just said, like, Harden's defense is going to be a problem. If, if they face a team that is, like, actually, actually able to take advantage of open shots and take advantage of him in that way, then they're, they're going to be outscored, if, especially if they're not getting the, the friendly whistle, which usually you don't get in the playoffs, that True. they got on Sunday. Um, I think here's the other brand that I'm going to try to perfect. My anti-Harden stance on oh, this. Oh wow! Like I didn't, I didn't even know like, this was a thing. Well, just like, are we just gonna ignore what the past five seasons in the postseason has been, or just like really since OKC? He has as a sixth man against the Spurs. I know he's like the second reason why the Thunder got to the finals. In I know twenty twelve. So that's like, his best playoff. That's performance. his best exactly. So then he gets to the finals. The Heat made a conscious effort just take Harden. Out of the equation, and we'll let Russ Westbrook think he can beat us. Yeah. And it's why, like, Westbrook having the highest usage in that series is why the Miami Heat won, along with the fact that they had LeBron James in, you know, demigod mode. Um, since then, like, since going to Houston, you have a game six where he took himself out of the game against the Clippers and they came back with. Jason Terry, Dwight Howard, Josh Smith, and Corey Brewer while James Harden was on the bench. And that's why they won the series. They go on to get swept by the by the Warriors. The next year, he wins one playoff game as an eighth seed, a season he was relatively healthy, the falling out with, yeah. with Dwight Howard. Then the first year of D'Antoni, he's going neck and neck with the Spurs in an overtime, has a chance to win, gets blocked by 38-year-old Manu Ginobili, and then scores eight points in game six, home to be eliminated the next year is the um, is the first year with Chris Paul and you could say what you want about how like the Warriors were unstoppable that season no no the the, the Like they were still great. Don't get me wrong, but let's not pretend like the Rockets didn't have two 19 point leads in game six and seven after Chris Paul got hurt and Harden went what two for 27, or it was something crazy like five for 27 in the final two games from three. Then the next year Kevin Durant gets hurt in game five and it's like neck and neck. And it's like, wow, if Harden wants to seize this moment, he's got a chance to get past the Warriors. Finally, the injury luck is on his side. He loses that fourth quarter against the Warriors. Then he loses game six at home because Clay goes off like at a certain point. What am I going to be able to say? Like, I trust James Harden to overcome in the playoffs. You know, I think because Embiid is part of the equation. But I just I like the Miami Heat, a team that has done it. bubble aside. Like, I think they can zero in. I think Bam can neutralize Embiid enough to make it Butler versus Harden. And And I asking me to pick Butler versus Harden and pick a Jimmy Butler, a guy that I saw go neck and neck with LeBron James in a finals
0: game. And I don't think Joel, I don't think this version of Joel Embiid. I don't think he could be neutralized. That's fair. Then I think we're looking at 2000 check right now. So then here's where I'll challenge your brand. Duncan Robinson or Matisse Stiebel. I don't know that you could go one on one with with the remaining guys because I think it's about how well the piece... I don't want to put a kibosh on this on the back and forth but like I think it's about how well the pieces fit together and I think part of the reason like if you're asking me which of those two players would I prefer on my team I would pick Duncan robinson because I think elite shooting is a is a better skill than elite defense but I think in the context of the Sixers Thibault is so 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 game changing for them because mm-hmm. they have Embiid there as the backstop. And to get one guy, that free safety out there, we saw it how many times against the Knicks in the first game they played him with the getting a hand in there and a hand in there. It's like, it's a perfect, but so I, yeah, I'm at the point with Miami heat where I'm
1: building up my tolerance for another heat run to the finals. That's because of right, As of right now, they've been the most, like the, the few times I've league past them and like the few times they've played the Knicks. I've just been like, this is the most impressive team I've seen when they're healthy. Now, like there's an injury question with them. Kyle Lowry, obviously Bam was hurt for parts of the season, but I, I, think I just be think fine. one through eight, I, and there's like, there's another aspect here. Who do you trust in a playoff series with, <laughs> if we're going to go on brand here, you trust Doc or you trust Bolstra?
0: That's clear. That's that's Spo.
1: So that's where I trust Bolstra to outcoach Doc Rivers. And maybe that's the edge for four, three. It's why look, I have the Sixers too right now. So it's not like I'm I'm that far off. I just think the Miami Heat have been the most impressive team over the last like three
0: weeks, especially since Bam came back. And that's more what I'm judging this off of. I think considering the injuries that they've had and considering how many guys have missed games, I think the Miami Heat have been the second most impressive team this season to the Phoenix Suns. Yes. Who, by the way, until Chris Paul was injured, have, have had basically, well, no, that's not true because DeAndre Aiden was out, although I'm not as big a DeAndre Aiden guy as others. Um, still, so I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I will put, I, I don't know if I was going to put the Heat at number two. I will put the Heat at number two. So we have the same top two. Yes. Just different. Okay. Order. Yes. Just a different order. I think all of your arguments are valid. It would not shock me in the least if the Heat ended up in the conference finals. I'm not going to say it would shock me if they beat the Sixers. I would be surprised, though. And honestly, I'd be, I'd be surprised if the Heat won the championship. I think I would give the West, whoever comes out of the West, a better shot against the Heat than I would against a few other teams in the East. Fair. I so. look the Tyler hero aspect of it
1: that we'd all, we all hate because of the uh, RJ comps, but listen, that guy like, is not going to be afraid of, in a, in a big last five minutes, big playoff game, especially since we've seen him
0: perform. Like again, bubble aside, those games yeah. mattered. Like, I don't, I don't worry about Tyler. T- listen, Tyler hero is not a reason why I'm that he's not a reason I'm lower on the heat. He's, he's a reason I'm higher on the heat. Yeah. Um, again, I think he neutralizes
1: Maxi in a series like that where it's like, oh, we have this weapon off the bench or we have this third guy that can really, you know, be important here. And God just, help him if, you know,
0: if, if Duncan Robinson decides, oh, I'm just going to not miss threes for two games. I just it's just not something that happens very often in NBA history where a team that does not have a no doubt about it, top whatever, whatever the tier is at that time. I don't put Jimmy Butler in that tier. I put him just below that tier. And it's really rare that a guy with, that a team without a guy in that tier can actually win the whole damn thing. And when it happens, it's like a 2004 Pistons scenario, who by the way, beat Jack and Colby, but like, that was not a good, that was a, quite frankly, it was not a good Lakers team. Like that, they were was, a flo- that Lakers team was also waiting to spontaneously combust. When
1: yes. you read Jeff, Pearl's you know. book. yeah.